Welcome to Madison Labor Radio. Labor Radio is dedicated to bringing news, information, and cultural events focused on working people in the labor movement to the Madison area and surrounding communities. I'm Jimmy Coonan. I'm a member of the Carpenters and Joiners Local 314. This is a pledge drive show. Show your support and help make Labor Radio and all the great programming on WART possible. Hi, I'm Lois Keel. Uh, volunteer at Ward and a strong supporter of unions. Today we bring more news on the historic UAW strike against the big three automakers, including coverage of a solidarity rally in Milwaukee, along with news of struggles at True Stage, UW-Madison, and much more. And if you like what you hear, please consider becoming a sustaining supporter of WORT and Labor Radio. Thanks again to everyone who's been donating to so many different shows. We hope that the Labor Radio fans can step up and donate now. The phone number is 608-256-2001, but you can also donate online at wortfm.org. Please get online or give us a phone call. Thank you. And um, we're looking for 12 to 13 donations today that's our goal and at a fifty dollar a a pledge uh, donation that'll get us to our goal of over six hundred dollars and uh, oh we have uh, Lexi and Jim are standing by they can tell you about all the fabulous uh, thank you gifts that we have ranging from a sticker set to a embroidered patch and a mug and a a speaker and a long sleeve t-shirt, all sorts of cool and groovy things. So uh, please uh, call now at 256-2001. The UAW is expanding its strike even more. Greg Jabowski reports. At 10 a.m. Central Time today, following the playing of a rap that samples Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, United Auto Workers President Sean Fain gave his third straight weekly address to UAW members and the world, again expanding what the union is calling its stand-up strike against the big three automakers. The number of struck plants grew to 43, with strikes called on at two assembly plants that manufacture highly profitable SUVs. GM's Lansing Delta Township Assembly in Michigan and just across the Wisconsin state border, Ford's Chicago. Assembly plant. As happened last week, Fain announced expanded strikes against only two of the big three, with Fain saying that Stellantis, the former Chrysler Fiat, had made progress in negotiations on a number of issues, including language on cost of living adjustments. As in his previous addresses, today's 12 and a half minute speech by Fain was expansive, citing not only auto negotiations but other UAW struggles outside the auto industry amid attacks on the big three corporate suites in Wall Street and calls for working-class solidarity across the country and the world. If anything, Fain's call for working-class struggle against what he has been calling corporate greed has sharpened. Fain today made a defiant stand against violence directed at the union's picket lines. 
We've heard of multiple instances from California to Michigan to Massachusetts of violence against our picketers from people crossing our picket line. We've had guns pulled on us, trucks and cars rammed through us, and violent threats hurled at us. And I want to be absolutely clear. We will not be intimidated into backing down by the companies or their scabs. Our cause is just. Striking for a better future to protect our communities and to defeat corporate greed is not just our right, it's our duty. Being connected is unions and workers' current struggle to the U.S. and the UAW's fight against fascism in World War II. We picketed at GM's Willow Run facility where UAW members built the B-24 Liberator bombers during World War II. Our union was essential in building what was called the Arsenal of Democracy. Just like 80 years ago, today our union is building a different arsenal of democracy. But this war isn't against some foreign country. The front lines are right here at home. It's the war of the working class versus corporate greed. That was UAW President Sean Fain speaking today via Facebook. Week three of the UAW strike against the big three automakers has now expanded to two SUV assembly plants, including Ford's Chicago Assembly. Strikes continue at 41 other big three facilities that had struck earlier, including parts distribution facilities in Milwaukee and in Hudson, Wisconsin, both of which held rallies at the picket line this week. For Labor Radio, I'm Greg Jaboski. Labor supporters from across the state, including Madison, held a rally at a UAW picket line in Milwaukee this week. Greg Gaboski talked to people there. As part of its ongoing strike, the UAW is holding events and rallies at its picket lines across the country. Right now, as we air, there's a rally at the striking GM Parts facility in Hudson, Wisconsin, near the state border east of Minneapolis. On Wednesday, a rally was held at the other UAW facility, currently on strike in Wisconsin, at the gates of the Stellantis Milwaukee Parts facility, represented by UAW Local 75, and union support from across the state, including a caravan sponsored by the South Central Federation of Labor, or SCUFFLE, showed up in solidarity. Pam Fent, a member of Laborers Local 113 and president of the Milwaukee Area Labor Council, talked to Labor Radio about the significance of this plant located just a bit south of Milwaukee's downtown. So to this plant here in Milwaukee, which is a Stellantis plant, workers represented by UAW Local 75 is one of the plants that went out on strike. And so we just came out here today to show some solidarity for their efforts to get a fair and just contract. From what I understand, there's been manufacturing going on here for 103 years, and since 1935, it has been Auto Parts Distribution Center. The local here was part of the original organization of the UAW in 1935. Doug Thompson, a baker at Collectivo Coffee and a member of IBEW Local 494, who recently signed their first collective bargaining agreement, explained why he was there. We're here to show solidarity with our union brothers and sisters from the United Auto Workers. One more uh, set of boots on the ground is one more set of boots on the ground. We need the CEOs to understand that we're not kidding around. Long before the strike, Stellantis had threatened to close the Milwaukee facility as a cost-cutting measure. At the rally, Local 75's President Joe New addressed the importance of job security language. This contract's only asking for fair and equal wages. This is a membership demand. I want people to understand. Sean Fain took a membership demand. This is all put on by the membership of the whole UAW. That's what we're bargaining for. And when it comes down to it, 
as an individual bargaining, I still am going to fight the most we got from Milwaukee. These jobs belong in Milwaukee. We're asking to stay and not have language of job security torn from us that's been with us for 40 to 50 years, which is asking to be taken out of our national language. This is supported by everybody, and I hope you all agree that that job security language has to stay. Yeah. Nick Romano, the president of the local 75 retirees chapter, addressed the crowd. Romano brought up a point that is noted frequently by the UAW. When the auto industry was bailed out at the end of the 2000s, the shareholders and CEOs would go on to record profits and salaries. But workers were never compensated for what at the time were called necessary union sacrifices and concessions. Back in 2009, when the Obama administration gave money to help the auto industry, basically GM and Chrysler, come back to life. You guys and you gals made the sacrifice. Right. You guys never got paid back. And one issue appeared over and over. The chant of end all tears refers to the tiering system, supposedly temporary concessions made in times of industry crisis where newly hired workers were put on tiers with drastically reduced pay and benefits, a system which auto industry management has since treated as permanent. Stellantis warehouse workers and local 75 members Sonia Wilson and Austin Brown were hired by Stellantis as so-called temporary part-time or TPT workers and talked to Labor Radio about how tiering works or doesn't work for them. Wilson, who has worked at the Milwaukee warehouse for about a year and a half, says that as far as she can tell, the difference between permanent full-time workers and her and her TPT colleagues is that they make about half the pay with no benefits. I'm at the bottom of the pole, I'm what's called a TPT. I get basically no benefits, but do the same work and do the grunt work. When workers don't want to come in, they hire, they pull me and the other TPTs in to do those shifts. When we came in, Austin and I came together. We were the only two in our little class. We did our orientation together and we trained together for two weeks. And then we were right on the floor doing the same work that everybody else did before a lower rate of pay. Solidarity is a good thing. And we just want everyone on in the plant to be 100% treated equally. Local 75 member Sonia Wilson speaking to Labor Radio Wednesday at a rally in Milwaukee in support of the striking workers of UAW Local 75. Picket lines continue from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day, and supporters are encouraged to join the picket line in support at the Stellantis Milwaukee facility on South Clements Road. For Labor Radio, I'm Greg Jabosky. Well, this is a Pledge Drive edition. Please call 256-2001, 608-256-2001. We need to hear from another group of people. We have four people so far who have been very generous that we like to thank. Keith Steffen, Lois, Carol, right here, and a very generous donation, Carol Weidel. But uh, also you. Stu Levitan has uh, sent a very generous donation. Uh, in memory of our other co-producer, Ellen La Luzerne. But we need to have 12 um, contributors today. I think it would be nice to have that. We've got four. It's 541. We'd like to hear from you, 256-2001. The kind of news you got today uh, from Milwaukee and from Madison is only here on WORT. And, you know, we have people who really understand the labor movement doing this reporting, like Greg, going to Milwaukee to hear from the picket line, un, uh, sort of unfiltered, 
So people have said what's on their mind, and listeners to this station will c- come away with this idea, namely that if they don't get, uh, get rid of the two-tier wage system, that this is a real non-starter, and that has to happen. And that kind of focus you will not find anyplace else. Area code 608-256-2001. Give us a ring. That's right. You can also pledge online at WRTFM. If you want to help us stick it to the capitalist running dogs, then by all means, call that phone number, 608-256-2001, or go to the, online to WRTFM.org and make a pledge of support. We have lots of uh, fabulous gifts, the new glow-in-the-dark T-shirt. We have uh, the, a brand-new mug as well for this pledge drive. A lot of other things that you can get as thank-you gifts, but the main thing you're pledging for is to keep the kind of news music, public affairs um, programming that we have on this station coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 608-256-2001. And did you know that 78.5% of our total net income for the first seven months of this year come from individual donors? Actually, I did know that. I've heard it on this pledge drive. So um, individual donors, that means you can go to your phones and make a pledge. Again, that phone number is 608-256-2001. Or you can pledge online, wrtfm.org. No one's pledged online yet during this program, and we're almost halfway through. So, once again, we need you to pledge because we are listener-sponsored community radio. And the theme of this drive is Drive with Wart. That is, set one of your buttons on your radio, if you have one, in your car, and listen to Wart wherever you go. There are other stations. And we're especially fond of the Evergreen monthly donations, so please sign up for that if you can. Our phone answers will be happy to walk you through that as well. Once again, the phone number... Doesn't have to be much. Doesn't have to be much. The phone number is 608-256-2001. We're going to go back to the news. The strike by the United Auto Workers at Ford... General Motors and Stellantis has repercussions far beyond the auto industry. Here's an analysis by Frank, Frank Emsbach. The UAW's willingness to act like a union and fight to improve the standard of living of its members has begun to encourage similar responses in other unions. Workers in unions that have made concessions, especially the elimination of defined benefit pension plans, have begun their own efforts at their own employers to regain those plans. For example, on Wednesday, the Pension Committee of IUE Local 201, General Electric Lynn Mass, voted to send a busload of people to support the UAW at their nearest auto parts plant on strike. They specifically noted that a win on the pension issue for the UAW would help pave the way for their union to get back the pension plan for all employees at GE. Here in Madison, True Stage still has its sights set on eliminating the pension for new hires, and likewise, the union believes that a win for the UAW on this issue will make it more difficult for the company to keep demanding the end of the pension for new hires. The strike has international repercussions as well. Stellantis is a joint venture with the French car company Peugeot. The strike has re-energized auto worker efforts to build international solidarity. For example, on September 19th, the CJT, the union representing most auto workers, sent a pledge of solidarity to the UAW. As their secretary general stated in their message to Sean Fenn of the UAW, quote, This is a battle of the working class against the rich, of the well-off against the destitute, of the billionaire class against all others, and pledged its support for the UIW. This message and its warm acceptance is in marked contrast 
with the refusal of most U.S. unions to work with this left-led French union and reflects the change in the willingness of a major U.S. union to build international solidarity. I am Frank Emsbach for Madison Labor Radio. True stage workers are continuing their fight for a decent contract. Frank Emsbach has the story. Office and Professional Employees Local 39 contract expired in March of 2022. Since then, the union has been trying to achieve a contract which reflects the needs of the union's membership, so far to no avail. Labor Radio spoke with Joel Vika, Chief Shop Steward of the True Stage Union members. Joel, what is the state of negotiations now between the union and True Stage? We are uh, still currently... Uh, in the bargaining process right now with True Stage, uh, we're utilizing the federal mediation services, which to, has kind of thrown a wrench in a lot of uh, what's taking place right now because of the potential government shutdown that would begin on October 1st. It happens to affect FMCS, the mediation services that the federal government provides, as well as the NLRB and all of the outstanding unfair labor practice charges that we have out. The union has filed multiple unfair labor practice charges against True Stage. What has become of those charges? Do you expect resolution in the near future? Well, one in particular, the agent already found merit on, and that had to do with uh, failing to provide us information regarding uh, bonuses that the employer was paying out during uh, the bargaining process. Some charges uh, were withdrawn. Others, we're still waiting on on a decision from the regional director for the NLRB in our area, including one of the most significant ones that we have, uh, which has to do with our employer's illegal use of contractors in violation of our collective bargaining agreement. And others, we're currently in the process of filing an appeal on. And so they will end up going to the general counsel in Washington, D.C., where the uh, council, which is uh, headed up by Jennifer Abruzzo, is going to have to take a look at those and uh, make some determinations on them. Bargaining has been going on now for a long time. Please describe the union's contract objectives. There's a, a few things that our members have told us to prioritize at the bargaining table. The most important being wages that keep up with inflation. We're still negotiating over the wage agreement that would come as a result of ratifying a contract. Retroactive pay is very important. True Stage continues to offer nothing in the form of retroactive pay, despite us having an expired contract for more than a year and a half. They're still proposing to eliminate the pension plan for new hires, uh, which is something that we're also fighting. And in, in terms of uh, other priorities that have already been settled, it's things like questions around job security and remote work flexibility. Well, given the strong and apparent continuing support by the membership and the glacial pace of the unfair labor practice system, which now may become even more glacial, what are the union's next steps? We're uh, currently working with other unions in the Madison area right now that are trying to organize workers. So uh, one of the things that we're working on is a joint action that we could potentially do with UW nurses who are fighting to have their union recognized, uh, Madison sourdough workers who recently uh, formed a union as well as Starbucks employees. What we want to do is draw attention to the fact that there's multiple labor struggles taking place in the city of Madison right now in a way that we're not used to in our recent memory and make sure that the community uh, continues to follow and be engaged in workers who are 
demanding justice in our workplaces. So I would expect in the next few weeks to hear more about public actions that will be taking place uh, across all of our unions. We've been speaking with Joel Vika, the chief shop steward for the True Stage, formerly CUNA, division of OPIU Local 39. I'm Frank Emsbach for Madison Labor Radio. thank Ann Tetro. <clears throat> Ann uh, gave a month is now a new evergreen donor. Uh, Ann Tetro, thank you very much. Her favorite shows are Labor Radio, Labor Radio, and the 8 o'clock buzz. Thank you very much. Um, we also have a uh, Dan Beasel uh, in Madison. He's uh, making a one-time gift and he does not want a thank you gift and he also uh, wants to recognize Carol Weidel. That's you. Well, hope somebody recognizes us, 256-2001. Please give us a ring. We're getting towards the end of our show. We'd like to cover two more stories. And we still uh, have uh, four more people we need to call us oh, in the next uh, eight minutes to call. We could take more, but we need at least four people to call in the next eight minutes. To call 608-256-2001. And, you know, let us know how much you appreciate us standing up for the working class, because the rest of the media is not doing it. And go to wortfm.org and hit on the orange bar donate. It says do donate, donate. Do <laughs> The Writers Guild of America has reached an agreement, and Carol Weidel is going to report on it. Late Sunday, following their 165-day strike, the Writers Guild of America, or WGA, and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, AMPTP, announced a settlement. Representing more than 11,000 writers, the WGA leadership voted to end the strike and send the three-year agreement to the members for a vote starting October 9th. The rise of streaming and the use of artificial intelligence, or AI, motivated the writers to stay the course. The union was able to negotiate better pay and controls over both. The union's initial proposal was valued at $429 million per year. The AMPTP initial offer was valued at $86 million. The final agreement was in the middle, valued at $233 million per year. But more than money in their pocket, the writers achieved a degree of control over AI and how programs with more viewers get more compensation. There will be shared data on hours streamed both domestically and internationally. The company must disclose to writers if any material generated was generated by AI or incorporates AI-generated material. The Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, SAG-AFTRA, congratulated the WGA on reaching a tentative agreement with the AMPTP after 146 days of incredible strength, resiliency, and solidarity on the picket lines. The Actors Union remains committed to achieving the necessary terms for their members. 
SAG-AFTRA and the AMPTP will meet for bargaining on Monday, October 2nd. Several executives from AMPTP member companies will be in attendance. Reporting for Labor Radio, this is Carol Weidel. The University Labor Council will march in solidarity with their peers at UW Oshkosh. Frank Emsbach has the story. On October 3rd, United faculty and staff of UW Oshkosh will walk out if the administration continues on their plans to lay off faculty and staff and impose furloughs on all employees. According to the union, United faculty and staff at Oshkosh, the administration is acting without meaningful faculty and staff input. In response, United Faculty and Staff at Oshkosh, American Federation of Teachers, and the UWO Faculty Senate have called for an alternative approach involving meaningful consultation. The administration has not replied as of broadcast time. In the absence of an administration response, the union has called for a walkout at noon on October 3rd. In solidarity with the walkout against the steep budget cuts at UW Oshkosh, the University Labor Council in Madison is planning a march from Union South to Bascom Hall. The march will take place October 3rd at 12.15 p.m. from Union South to Bascom Hall. I'm Frank Emsmack from Madison Labor Radio. Thanks for listening to Madison Labor Radio. I'm Carol Weidel. Thanks to editor Frank Emspack, assistant Robert G. Uh, reporters Greg Jabowski, Carol Weidel, and damage control special Joanne Powers. Special thanks to Keith Stefan, our reader coordinator, web poster Anu Lee, and all our readers and all the members of the IBEW Local 2304 W-O-R-T Staff Collective. We particularly want to thank, of course, and Jim Coonan and Lois Keel, who are currently our readers for today. We also like to thank all of our generous contributors. Please stay tuned for the Blues Cruise and Dave Watts with Professor Bill Clark. But before we get to them, we still need your help here on Labor Radio 256-2001. We'd like to thank Janine and Sam for their generous pledge. Thank you, Janine. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Janine, and thank you, Sam. But we still like to hear Somebody call 256-2001. We have Lab- two and a half minutes for well, Labor Radio people to call. is unique. You know, it's still the only labor-oriented news show, basically, in the Madison metropolitan area. And Just about on the planet. Well, there's a few left in the United States. And now with the UAW, there may be more interest. But we need to hear from you. Our goal is to make sure the voices of working people are heard. And the only way we can do that is if we're on the air, 608-256-2001. We need two more, just two more. Online, you can donate, donate wortfm.org. And we will, we will know about it if you donate online. That's right. We have lots of, of course, fabulous gifts available for you at different pledge levels. Uh, or you can just pledge to support <laughs> Labor Radio here, kicking ass for the working class as we do. Every week, we'll be back next week doing the same thing. But uh, this is your chance to pledge this week, 608-256-2001. We've got about a minute and 20 well, seconds left like to pledge to hear during from somebody show. in this next minute and 20 seconds, 256-2001. We need your support. We think that the kind of news you get here is unique. Hopefully it is filling the gap in uh, basically radio and general media coverage. 
The only place you get consistent labor news in the city of Madison is on this station, WORT 89.9 FM. Give us a ring, 608-256-2001. And we are a listener-sponsored community radio, which means we rely on you, the listeners, to help keep us afloat. Uh, We'll take small amounts. We'll take large amounts. We'd love a few people to do the uh, evergreen donation thing where you call up and say, I want to give $5 a month, $10 a month. Uh, to this station, uh, and our phone answers will be happy to help you through that. 608-256-2001. Jim and Lexi are standing by, or sitting by. Or sitting by, but <laughs> nonetheless, we'd like to hear from you. 608-256-2001. We just right. need two more. And thanks to all the listeners who have been donating for the last 47 years to keep WORTFM, and in the last 20 years, keeping Labor Radio alive. 47 years. 21, I think. 21. Something like that. Um, Maybe a little more if you count. I think they were on the 8 o'clock buzz for a little while. Well, whatever. Whatever. We need to hear from you. You know, the problem is after 50 years, the station's equipment gets worn out, and the money here goes to renew the material that allows us to stay on the air. 608-256-2001. Stay tuned for the Blues Cruise.